episode of the Agile Weekly Podcast. I'm Clayton Lingle-Zigich. I'm Roy Venewater. I'm Drew Lesweer. And today, joining us, we've got Peg Hostetter. And uh, Peg, you wrote an article about, basically the gist of it was kind of getting started with Agile. Um, and that's kind of a real popular topic with, um, you know, obviously people who are interested in Agile or listening to the podcast and things like that that we come across a lot. Uh, I guess what was kind of the motivation of, of writing that article? Well, the company I work for is Systems Evolution, and there are a few project managers that were going to clients that had not really been exposed to Agile, and what to do, how to get started. So we developed a team, and in that team, we started putting together some slides that they could present at their customer, and uh, the one thing led to another, and we decided to write an article that we published in our newsletter. And then that article took all those slides and, and all of those conference calls and uh, meetings that we had to, to try to get a little agile primer to some of our members, and we came up with the article. And so I noticed that... Um you mentioned things like sprints and iterations and the stuff that you're describing is kind of sort of like scrum, uh, although you leave some parts out. I was curious if that's something that uh, maybe scrum is in your background or if that's maybe your preferred, um, you know, methodology that you like to use for projects or um, if that was even intentional. Uh, I am a scrum ma- certified scrum master. Um, so those are the types of projects that I have um, run, but we intentionally, left it out because we didn't want to really sell a flavor or a certain methodology um, article so that people could relate to uh, what they're currently doing or uh, to realize that not every company is doing something that's purely scrum or, you know purely any kind of methodology that a lot of them are mixing um, keeping some of their waterfall and trying to do it all at the same time. Is there anything that, you know, you mentioned the waterfall, um, you know, maybe transitioning from waterfall or using that as a benchmark. Um, in your experiences, there's, you know, are most companies that you find that are trying to transition into Agile, um, are they doing waterfall now or do they not really even have a process? Um, and then kind of what are some, what are those hurdles, like the biggest problems that, that you find that people face when they're trying to, make that transition? Well, um, I do find that the clients that I've been at, um, they're larger companies, and so they uh, generally do follow the waterfall. And I think the biggest hurdle is trying to get the business uh, team involved. They're all about defining the project and and uh, agreeing to the requirements and then throwing it over the wall and call me when it's done. <laughs> and so to try to keep them engaged in uh, even a daily challenging uh, for the broader audience, I can get them in a room to do a demo or, or let them play around with whatever we're delivering that sprint. Um, that's a huge hurdle if I can get two or three of them in the room. So um, I think that in the end, the team that you work with very happy uh, with the process once they realize how it's working. But to get them initially engaged is is a challenge. Um, I had overheard a conversation from a basically a product manager and the product owner of a Scrum team the other day, and 
the the gist of the conversation was, um, you know, I really like this whole agile thing and it's great, but we really need to balance being agile with getting things done. Um, <laughs> and so I, I thought that was kind of interesting. I was curious if you've heard anything like that or maybe what you would say to that person. Is that um, maybe they're not planning their sprints correctly because the whole idea is that you are getting things done and you're getting them done uh, quicker. You're getting them done so you have eyes on them, catching any issues well. So if something is the wrong, in the wrong place, the wrong color, some little small thing, people are seeing it right now. If they see that the data is coming out the wrong way in a the field, they see it. Uh, you can react quickly and correct it and then move on. So uh, either meet you uh, around with somebody that's doing agile. <laughs> Go to a class, try something. Uh, you mentioned in the article that people kind of like the, you know, taking a hybrid approach or maybe combining two things together. Um, there, you know, is some talk in the agile community of like a, you know, Scrum Bond or something, you know, trying to con- combine Scrum and Kanban together. Um, you know, have you ever seen like anything like that be successful? Or are you more getting at maybe as a as a way to introduce the organization to Agile, they might need to do more of a hybrid of their traditional technique plus um, some more Agile concepts? Well, the things that, um, that I have experienced that are more hybrid um, methodology a lot of it is because their compliance departments won't allow, um, they don't really understand the documentation. Um, they still require, you know, tons of documentation, tons of certain types of, types of testing, depending on uh, what the product is and then what sector that you're working in. So um, I was working in medical sector. Um, obviously, there's a lot of regulations, a lot of paperwork, a lot of checklists. So you still have to do a lot of those types of documentation uh, while your uh, development team is um, developing and uh, in in the agile methodology. But you still have to support all of the traditional documentation. Um, in some of those cases, uh, in, in my case specifically, the PM had to, to produce more documentation than my team uh, probably wrote in code in some of those projects. So I think it depends on the organization and its will to let go of some of that. Um, and, and then the regulations that kind of drive why we do this piece of software. So I, I think it's, I think it's a learning, and I think it's a learning all the way around. It's not just for the companies, but uh, if they're regulated, it's for the regulators. They have to understand and uh, read all those documents again and see if there's a more streamlined approach. Um, Do you have any opinions on, you know, starting um, Agile at the team level, uh, and then maybe growing it from you know from the team level up to the organization level, or you know, do you feel that uh, maybe starting at the organization level and trying to get the you know the higher ups thinking in more of agile mindset um, is better? Do you have any opinion on that, or maybe you're still trying those things? Well, um, I have two organizations. 
both the opposite ways. So uh, the medical device company I worked at, we were doing it at an organizational level. Um, and it, it came from the top down and we were uh, we were happy to be the first project, but they were pushing it across the organization. Um, I think it was six because everybody was on board. There was lots of training. Uh, people, you know, went to Scrum. Um, this, I'm sorry. People went to the to uh, all of the training, the displays. They went to reviews um, and things like that, and so they got engaged. Um, currently, I'm at a client that first they were trying it more at a uh, on a project by project basis, doing an evaluation to see if that project fit into that mold, um, and then that was kind of a slow slow burn. <laughs> Just a few people would try to do it, and uh, now they've on an organization. So I think. I think that's more successful because when the management is on board with it, then everybody gets the right um, communications and training so that they can move forward with it. Yeah, one thing that we've found um, is that the organizational culture seems to play a very big role. Um, I was curious if you've, you know, you've also noticed that, or if you've, uh, you know, have any techniques or ways that you've uh, you've tried to kind of guide the organization culturally. Maybe they're used to this waterfall or more of a hierarchical uh, management style and kind of, um, you know, that transition to agile can be kind of upsetting from a cultural perspective. Uh, is that something you've noticed? Um, it is something I've noticed. And I say it is baby steps. Um, you just have to really spend a lot of time guiding and getting them used to uh, so much interaction. Um, because like I said before, the first couple of projects that I've done uh, in in Agile, um, the business was just really hard to pull them along. IT was all for it. We were gung-ho, ready to go, and all the meetings and didn't want to be involved. Um, so it, it is a big cultural change. Just have to, have to just keep guiding them and showing them all the advantages of being more participatory. The article kind of seems to talk from a maybe it's geared towards like a project manager or someone who has uh, a little I don't know a holistic or has a higher level view of the organization or the project. Um, if I were maybe you know me and a couple other developers are on a software team and we've been reading a lot about it and we want to be kind of an empowered self-organizing team, um, is there any different advice you'd have for someone that maybe is at that level of the organization? Hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, there is. Um, I, I would, if I was writing this article um, or, or talking with just with the development team, I would have taken a totally different approach. Um, they already know the pitfalls. <laughs> they, they know that, they know that um, it would be better to have a team that uh, plays on your strengths and really jumps in and helps each other out and um, so that you're not so stuck. Um, spend hours and hours um, I think this 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 uh, methodology really does get everybody's um, creative juices flowing and I think I think developers thrive in this um, in this time 
somebody that you don't you don't really know how much they're producing or how quickly they can produce until they are standing up every day and telling you everything they're doing, and it's contagious. So I, if I was writing this, a totally different approach. And just uh, if there's you know one big takeaway that you'd like people to get from the article, um, you know, kind of the the piece of advice that everyone wishes that they kind of knew before they started. Uh, you know, what's the one big takeaway? Well, I would recommend that, um, especially your first few agile projects, that uh, that you would bring someone in house that has some experience that can help your. If you have a PMO, uh, depending on the size of your organization, but that can really give some guidance to the department or the organization or the department. Those. Um, somebody that you know if it's a consultant bring them in somebody with this real world experience that's already experienced some of the the bruises along the way um, so that you can have a more successful um, release and have a more successful experience okay um, and you know, we're getting close to the end of time here is there anything maybe you've been interested in lately a book or a blog or a any conferences or books that you'd like to promote and let the audience know about? I always, I took my training from Mike Cohn, so I always um, am reading um, my uh, Mountain Goat software uh, website, his blog, and he has lots of books that he recommends. And I do find that all the books that uh, Mike Cohn recommends do do really help you uh, in estimation or writing user stories. Um, there's there's quite a few tools that he has on his site, so um, I would recommend people that a little bit more about agile. They go to his to Mountain Goat software. Okay, great, uh, Peg. We thank you thank you for your time today. Um, and and as always, we invite the audience to check out the Agile Weekly Facebook fan page, uh, where you can talk about uh, this episode and other episodes as well. And uh, I think that's about it. So thanks again, Peg. Thank you. Is there something you'd like to hear in a future episode? Head over to integramtech.com slash podcast, where you can suggest a topic or a guest. Looking for an easy way to stay up to date with the latest news, techniques, and events in the Agile community? Sign up today at agileweekly.com. It's the best Agile content delivered weekly for free. The Agile Weekly Podcast is brought to you by Integrum Technologies and recorded at Gangplank Studios in Chandler, Arizona. For old episodes, check out integrumtech.com or subscribe on iTunes. Need help with your Agile transition? Have a question and need to phone a friend? Try calling the Agile Hotline. It's free. Call 866-244-8656.